0: This week on our final one, Sportsman Like Conduct the semester, we break down the year in sports since we've been here at school, talking about all the different memories and different athletes that have had great years. We'll break down also what team we think in Detroit will be good in the upcoming season when we come back next year, what one has the most potential and could be good, and we'll finish up with the stud and dud of the year for our podcast. All that and more on Sportsman like Conduct next. And welcome into the final edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the pro sports show where we talk and you listen. My name is Andy McDonald. I'll be your host, and to my right, Evan Petzold, wearing wearing the popping shorts today, as he described the Evan, how you doing?
1: Yeah, a little little aqua aqua blue flavor <laughs> for you, but um, but no, I was in I was in Detroit yesterday, right, uh, for Comerica, at Comerica Comerica Park for Central Michigan playing against against Oakland. You know, clash at Comerica, you know, eighth annual time that that CMUs went there and, and done that participated in the event on my way out I was trying to find where I parked and I couldn't really figure it out and there was two different parking structures I knew I parked in one but I didn't know what I didn't know what like fort it was on and I didn't know which parking garage it was in so I went to the wrong parking garage and searched all the way through and found nothing. Then I went over to the next one and I ended up finding my car and I just think that kind of expresses where I'm at right now. Like, with school, I'm a lost puppy, man. I, I am lost, but I know that I'm going to find my way. <laughs> once, once the finals are over, my way has been found, my way to summertime. But right now, I, I just feel like a, a lost puppy with nobody trying to bring him home i feel you. I, I, you I bet you feel that too honestly at I, the end I, of the year it I happens have, i got
0: one more, i know elena was working late in the library last night because i was there as well but you know i honestly i have one more assignment due that's like one more project by like saturday i think and then i have two exams next week and i'm done for the year so i, I had two projects today so i was stressing heavy today but the weather is nice i got outside so i'm feeling feeling a little bit better but elena
2: ah, uh, you know i've had a pretty rough week um Saturday, I was pretty emotional because the Heat went down three to one, and I was just like dreading the next game. And and then that, Meek Mill baby. And, that, <laughs> and so then, then after the after they got uh, knocked out of the playoffs, I'm like thinking to myself, "Is Dwayne Wade gonna come back?" So then I'm getting all emotional again. So here I am, having a little bit of a rough week. Don't know what's gonna happen. I don't really want to be blindsided and have him not come back, but we'll see.
0: But I know that Lebron, I mean, shot, that LeBron shot, shot, you up shot last, last night. night that, oh yeah. that one
2: kept me up a little bit later because I was just I was pumped after that. That was pretty cool. So
0: so I felt like you know a complete idiot after I called out Evan in the what was it game three mm-hmm. in our little group <laughs> chat we got you know saying that the Cavs were up by this many points and then they came back and you know he, he quick asked me what the score was too. Um, but now I now I feel a little bit better thanks to my guy last night hitting that shot. How you feeling? They coming back? Oh no, no. It's, no, it's it's, it's now. There there's no way that the Pacers are coming back. No, no, the no the, Pace, no the Pacers, yeah, the Pacers are gonna win
1: it. Oh, they're still gonna win oh, go yeah. the series? Yeah. No, no, no <laughs> doubt, no oh, doubt. God. No doubt. There's not even there's not even a there's not even a question.
0: I wish I could come because back. Because one this, more it, time this, this is what's this gonna happen. This over. is
1: what's gonna happen. So what's gonna happen is Indiana's gonna beat him, right? Come back and win and, and LeBron, you know, like he does, he can't trade his players away anymore because his trade is <sighs> his players on, on his team are now pretty much just about as as worthless as a couple of basketballs. Yeah, no, they're terrible.
0: <laughs> so what's going to really happen
1: bad. is LeBron James is going to depart for Meek Mill, and the Philadelphia 76ers oh, playing man. with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. So you watch out,
0: LeBron James. This summer, Philadelphia. I like the theory. I really do. I do I, honestly too. I think that that could be a very big possibility. Why? Why does that make them lose the yeah, series? to the Pacers,
1: Evan? Why sense. does that
0: make them lose the series? No, the Pacers. it doesn't make
1: them lose. I'm just saying they're going to lose it, and then that's going to happen. That that's like what comes after there is
0: no way the pacers are coming back now oh yeah there is not after yep. that pacers he's, are coming he's back he's feeling it yep. though
1: pacers are coming back he Call can drop me 40 points to
0: that defense any nights he wants
1: he probably lebron probably wants to make it interesting and then lose so he can go to philadelphia and doesn't feel like he he's doesn't tied want, down to cleveland he doesn't he want, doesn't want the
0: disrespect on his name like he might go lose the next round if he doesn't feel like no he again. wants he wants but he wants to go to losing philadelphia in the first round of the pacers i don't think he wants that honestly.
1: who wouldn't want to play with joel Embiid and ben simmons
2: why does that mean he needs to lose the first round I mean, ju- just just so money? then it looks bad
1: enough, you know? He can he
0: wants.
2: Yeah. Oh, you know, my,
1: my team's bad enough. He can blame it on somebody else because he doesn't like to blame himself, and we, we all know that. LeBron doesn't really blame himself. Sometimes he he will, blame sometimes he'll, sometimes in a press conference he'll say, yeah, you know, I could have done this better, but does he really think that? Does LeBron James really think that? No, he doesn't. Well, LeBron do James, other, do LeBron James, James knows he's the best in the world. I
0: Evan, you just said that their team is a bunch of basketballs around them, or they're about worth this much. Yeah, they're thing. awful. So he has no. I would have no and problem with him saying his team is an absolute pile of garbage and management he, put him there.
2: Which he does. Which I know though. that he he
0: said traded he runs all of his players. I know all the way. he technically runs the team, but maybe he does. I mean, you don't actually know what it goes it's down. time right.
1: to go to a team ran by a rapper by Meek Mill. <laughs> oh
0: it is time. <laughs> yeah, ask uh, ask him about the summer of uh, twenty sixteen and what Drake did to him, and then uh, I don't <laughs> I don't think that LeBron wants the same thing to happen to him. So. Anyways, let's get into these actual topics we got going now. just had to bring it up because that was a pretty heated debate last week. Um, next year, okay? This is, I mean, okay, this year coming in, I wasn't that excited about Destroyed Sports in the first place. You look ahead to next year, I think it's even harder to pick what team is actually going to have some kind of success um, in the in 2018-19 the seasons coming up. Because really, I don't think there's a lot of talent on many of these teams right now. I mean, there, there's some talent, but it's not put together enough to make any runs or maybe even make the playoffs. Because right now we got the Red Wings, uh, Pistons, Lions all to make the playoffs. And, and unless uh, you know the Tigers pull off a miracle, it's gonna be a year where no teams made the playoffs for the first time. And I I don't know. It's got it's gotta be a long time since that's actually happened. Where it's been like a whole calendar flip, um, and no one's made it. So you gotta start thinking someone's got to rebuild and maybe surprise us. Um, and I think the favorite would be the Lions. I think the favorite in the state, would no matter what, be the Lions. I think with mm-hmm. Matt Stafford at quarterback. And everybody, I'm just saying, like, in general of a census, not necessarily what I think. Um, but the one thing that really throws me off of the Lions is just their schedule. I think it's I think it's mm-hmm. really, really hard, and I don't think that they're going to have enough to be able to be. I mean, you're talking the first uh, five, the five weeks here, okay, to open the season. Jets, 49ers, Patriots, Cowboys, Packers. Now, I know that the Packers aren't going to probably be as good as they were, and the Jets are probably a win on Monday night to open the season, I bet. But Jimmy G in San Francisco. That, that's... It, I think it's a tough game on the road. That's a on tough game on road. the road,
1: but that's still...
0: I don't know, man. The Lions choke in those kind of games. And then you're talking to the Patriots. I, I don't care. The Lions never beat the Patriots. That's a loss. <laughs> and then add the Cowboys. That's another kind of game. They just they just don't win. I never see them win those kind of games.
1: At home against the Packers, though, they that's a winnable win. they game. They could win that that's game. That's a the game. The Packers aren't
0: looking that great this year coming in off the offseason. And even year, if so they, so they it's were, definitely... it's still
1: its still Lions-Packers. It's going to be yeah, close. They, like, you oh, just yeah. know that. They
0: could win that game. But I look at it and I there is definitely a potential in my mind that they could start the season one and four. And from there, you're not
2: you're then not looking you that go? good.
0: I no I'm saying I'm saying yeah. they could go I if I had to guess out of that, they're gonna go two and three.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's my personal prediction. But that's already a really bad start to the year, right? See, the, the, this is where hang on though. This, this is where you you gotta
1: think about it this way though. You know, you get through say say you get through that stretch right there, and maybe you take maybe you take two games. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to look at look at look down a little bit, and you you see you know Bears, Panthers, Bears, Rams, Cardinals,
0: Bills. That that that's not too bad. Not too bad, but I don't think it's that easy either. I think the Bears are a couple of cakewalks probably, but you know the Lions, they'll probably lose Rams, one of those games. Rams
1: will be Rams will be tough. I, I don't see the Cardinals the being tough. Are still in
0: that schedule? I think the well, Vikings are going to be a
1: very yeah good they're, team up, this they're year. up there
0: a little bit, but but yeah, it'll be interesting with Cousins coming in at quarterback. Yeah. I think that the Vikings are going to be a really good team this year. So I think, and I I just look at it, I mean, the Cardinals, yeah, they had a terrible year last year, but going on the road and playing in Arizona, that's usually never an easy game for anybody because their defense will still be pretty solid next year. The Panthers are a team with plenty of experience that still has a lot of playoff experience stuff was one games. I don't know, man. And any of the easier games that they have that you would consider easier, a lot of them are on the road, like at the Dolphins, at the 49ers, like I said, at the Bears, at the Cardinals, at the Bills. Those are games you think they could win, but all of a sudden you throw them on the road. I don't know, man. I think mm-hmm. the schedule is hard. Some people have had mixed feelings about it because of past seasons, but like for some of the teams they're playing against, I don't think it's the easiest schedule. So that to for me, it's very hard to pick um, them to be the best team. Mm-hmm. But when you look at like the Pistons, okay, I don't really know what necessarily kind of hope that people have for them with the way they ended the season with Blake Griffin. I'm not sure if people think that's gonna be more positive when he has an off season to work with them and kind of fix things. Do you guys think Stan Dan is gonna make it through the summer? Like, all the way? I think he will.
1: That's I hope he big doesn't, move. but I think
0: he will. I, I think I think, I think think he will as well. I think he's definitely still going to be with the team next year at least part of the way through. I think if you're going to, you know, get rid of the guy, you have to do it earlier and just kind of start the whole season with somebody else. But I don't really know what's going to happen there, so you got that. I think everybody knows that the Detroit Red Wings are not anywhere near a playoff team right now. Uh, just with what they showed this year, don't really see that happening. And the Tigers are kind of surprising us right now, right? So that's, really my, that's, my that's my pick.
1: That's my pick. For best team next year. And tell
0: me why. That was my next L- question.
1: Look look at this team. They are ten <laughs> and thirteen.
0: They're playing right now? I think they're playing right now. They're ten they're, and thirteen. They played earlier. Oh, they lost earlier today? I don't yeah. Lost. I did not check yet. Oh wow. They're oh, yeah, okay, 1-0. so so just
1: all right. Shh. Ten and thirteen. Okay. Second in a very, very, very weak American League Central. An American League Central that's not gonna really get much better next year. Gonna be about the same thing. They're second in the AL Central at ten and thirteen. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. To be sitting there with that record, no way that would have happened two, three years ago. Not a chance.
0: No, probably not.
1: And and th- this is my thing. When you when you look at this team, Nick Castellanos, he's, he's batting Breakout batting three thirty. Miguel Cabrera right now, batting three twenty five. Caldenario, two ninety. Jacoby Jones, he's up to 275. There, there are guys on this team that can hit, and that that's been proven. Beginning of the season, slow start. They've really started to come around. They have really started to put the bat on the ball. And then, and then you want to move over, and you want to talk about, you know, prospects coming up, guys that that could get opportunities. You know, uh, a right hander like Alex Bado, who's who's with the Lakeland Flying Tigers. It's the it's a single A advanced team, but 2017 first round pick. He's a guy that that has the stuff to move up very quickly. I wouldn't be surprised if he was in if he was in Double A, um, or even even Triple A by, by the end of the year. Probably Triple A just because of where he's at. So that's a guy that that you could see coming in as a as a righty. Bo Burrows is another guy. Catcher Jake Rogers is is somebody that is a, is a is a highly 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 touted guy. Third round pick um, by by Houston. The Tigers acquired him and. That that's just one of those guys where you know he's got power. He's got a really good arm. He can field the ball well behind the plate. He doesn't let much by him. There there is just a lot coming up in the in the farm system that the Tigers haven't had ever. I I mean by ever I mean the past ten years. Yeah, there really hasn't been anybody. No, I think I mean, everybody can agree with that because they've they, they traded all their yeah, guys they did it to, to, to get other
0: teams that they had kind of in a way. Yeah,
1: some of those rotations that were ridiculous. So. Farm system's finally back. The guys that haven't really been hitting in the past, and by that I, I basically mean Nick is <laughs> yeah. is starting to come around I and mean, hit he's the ball hit, well. But not he's hit, as well but not as as like he's this. Hit right now. Not yeah. like this. But yeah. and I know it's a small sample size. Yeah, I say it's early in the season. Don't That's get me wrong. Really hard for me to but it's still, it's, that still that it's still impressive. It's still impressive. you know. And it, but then but then you take a take a step back. And you look at at Jose Iglesias. You look at Dixon Machado. You look at at James McCann. Guys can't hit the ball. I
0: can't believe James McCann's still playing in the major leagues. be we completely well, what's the other out. option?
1: John Hicks. It's, there's really there's, <laughs> there's
0: no one. Obviously, that's why they still have him. This so, is kind of a placement player. So I,
1: I think I think they have they have options. Yeah. And you got to look at their pitching rotation too.
0: To Matt a- Boyd, Michael Fulmer, Daniel Norris. To me, that's what it's about, Evan. It's if you believe in their young pitching enough that they're going to be that good. I don't mm-hmm. think you know you can win with an average lineup. You really can, and even with guys, if Miguel Cabrera and Victor Martinez can hit around 300, you can win with that lineup with whatever's sitting in, in, around. In day. basketball, in,
1: in basketball,
0: you know de- defense will will
1: win you will win you championships mm-hmm. in basketball. De- defense wins you championships. In football you can argue that offense wins you championships. You got to be able to put up all the points. Defense is great, but you got to put up the points. That can kind of go both ways. Yeah. But baseball pitching wins you championships. It really does. No doubt. No doubt in my
0: mind pitching wins you championships. Year in and year out. That's where I think to back your opinion on them being the best team, I think that that's where it stands more than anything else than me. Mm-hmm. Is if these pitchers actually can have a full good year in a summer with some of these younger guys, and you really got to believe in the back end of their bullpen with Jimenez and Shane Green. Yeah. Because those guys are going to be there for a while. And I don't you, see and, them going anywhere.
1: And you just got like, to remember the division they play in, too.
0: Yeah, The AL Central sucks. Yeah, a chance, Yeah, definitely a, a better chance to win the and but I think that's where the argument comes with the Lions as well. Is that I don't think that their division is very, uh, very stacked this year either. So even if they were to yeah. have an average season, and they, you know, I'm not saying my pick. If I had to pick the Lions' schedule right now, is seven and nine. But they could easily. I wouldn't be shocked if they went ten and six. It's different though. It's different now, though in football, in just
1: because there's less games and you, mm-hmm. you don't really get time to make up for for losses. Yeah. But I mean, Minnesota right now is on a seven-game losing streak, and they're third which is surprising. In the AL to me, Central. But. Chicago and Kansas City both have 5 wins. 5 wins on the season.
0: <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. Elena, do you have a different opinion?
2: I okay, I'm going to go with the Pistons because I I just don't believe in the Tigers yet. I mean, I know I just feel like they still haven't played anybody yet and I think it's just going to kind of drop off. And the Lions, I think their schedule is too hard like you said. I just don't I don't see them really doing anything. And the Pistons, not that I see them doing anything either, but, I mean, the East is always weaker than the West, and there's always a possibility. And I think they had a they had a good shot of making it this year, but they just kind of stumbled mm-hmm. towards the end of the season like we usually see them do. But, I don't know, I think that, I mean, they still have Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, Reggie Jackson, Stanley Johnson. I mean, those guys, they can play basketball. It's just a matter of if they play together, and so...
0: Yeah, they it's were – I, I think I saw a stat that said when the Pistons have Reggie Jackson healthy and they, he plays, don't quote me on the losses. I know it was 28 wins, but I think it was 28 and 13 when he actually starts and plays. So, like, having him healthy is a huge difference for that team. And when he was healthy mm-hmm. towards the end of the season, they actually – I mean, they, they got some wins. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they did struggle too a little bit. But that was some, some of the time he was out, he wasn't fully healthy. But when he's in there, apparently they're a much better team just based off their record. So, the Pistons are definitely uh, intriguing to me. And I think that that is my second pick. But as much as I just dogged on them, the Lions are my pick to still be the best team this year. I don't think that there's any team with more experience or anything out there that's going to get in there. The Tigers, I agree with you 100%. I think you said that perfectly. Haven't really played anybody yet, and I can guarantee you this team by June or July, I'd I'd put my life on it. They're not going to be where they're at right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they're good enough to be there. And you've already kind of started to see some of those signs. I mean, just the fact that I even have to think about dealing with watching Jordan Zimmerman pitch for the whole summer is it just throwing me off. It's so a little depressing. It is so depressing. And I just don't think, I, I don't believe in Daniel Norris. I think Matt Boyd has potential. Um, Michael Fulmer is Michael Fulmer. He's been great. He was great again today. Um, and he'll be fine. But they still have so much building to do there. There has been more quick turnarounds in baseball. And I'll give you that 100%. You're talking about all the prospects they have and everything like that. Those guys could turn out and make that a much better team if they do turn out and they're better. So it's definitely seeable because it's happened so much. Like I've said in this show so many times over the past few years where teams get better that quick, but it's just hard for me to pick against the Detroit lions still being the best team, which is sad because I don't even believe they're going to have a winning record. So that kind of tells you where I'm at with everything in Detroit sports right now. I really, I don't believe in any anything. I do not believe in Stan Van Gundy enough to get the job done anymore. After what he had two years ago and where they were at this year, that division was terrible. Like, there wasn't that many good teams. Sure, there might have been some surprises, but that's because they took advantage of teams that you thought were going to get there and make the playoffs. It's not that hard to make the playoffs in the NBA, and the Pistons were definitely a team that you slotted in. Some people slide them in as a fifth or a sixth seed. I just I don't I don't know if they're going to have enough turn around. I don't know if that team gels together well enough right now, and I think it's just more negative than positive there. I think the Lions are kind of in the middle, and they realized they were pretty close last year, and I definitely think that they, they could rebound and have something come out this year. That's decent. I mean, it, to me, it would be a playoff game, and that's it. That'd be the best season in Detroit. Yeah, I. <laughs> that's where I'm at with it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, I think I would go Pistons, Tigers, and then Red Wings after that. I, mm-hmm. I the Red Wings are in a, a different category. I can't see them going anywhere anytime soon. I think they're a long too young. For for, it's gonna be a Dead Wings era, I think, because in hockey, it's really hard to kind of get people back quick and be good like that. Well, look how look how bad like the oil. Look how look how long the Oilers were bad for. Yeah,
1: they started to get some picks. They started to make some moves, and things kind of just started to to work it, it takes time
0: no it it, it can't it can happen i mean shoot you can throw enough veterans together and be like the golden knights but it's just i don't know it's it's different there and detroit's definitely trying to build it from their own roots now so i think it's going to take a while um to get to that point but you got pistons tigers and lions so three three <laughs> hmm. different views i what's going to have next year i think it's going to be interesting to see what does happen but we'll start in the fall with my squad we'll see what they do and i gosh <laughs> if you know me I am not the uh, the biggest the biggest fan of the Lions, so for me to say that that they're my team, I, that's asking a lot of me. Um, but yeah, so moving on now, I thought it'd be kind of fun to wrap it up with uh, some favorite like and not wrap up the show completely, but wrap up the year um, with some favorite uh, like memories that we had from sports in the year. Um, that can go all the way back to when we started back here in September and we started talking about stuff. I mean, there's so many great memories at like the college football championship game. Um, with Alabama and Georgia, and then, you know, all, all the way through the run of the World Series was great, and then it goes all the way to some of the recent championships we've had. Obviously, uh, NCAA tournament wasn't a very close game like it was a year ago, but I don't think it definitely can step to the year like the Cubs in the World Series and stuff like that. There's definitely still been some good moments in sports this year, so for you guys, what is it, Elena?
2: Okay, so mine, you're probably, probably not going to be surprised, but a couple years ago when – when Wade left the Heat, that, seriously, you guys should have saw me. You guys didn't know me then, but I was just, I was, I was the saddest I've ever been. I can just guarantee, I can guarantee you that. And and so when he went to the Bulls, I mean, I had a rough year, but, you know, I still followed my guy. I followed him to the Bulls, bought all the stuff, you know, went all out. And then he went to Cleveland, and yeah, my guys are back together, but it's still like my heart wasn't right, you know. And then February 8th. Day after my birthday, I had the best present in the world. He went back to the Heat. So that is my sports moment of the year. Dwayne Wade going back to where he belongs. It's my Cinderella story. There you have it.
0: Are you speechless or are you <laughs> going to say something over there? I don't even know what to say. <laughs> What's throwing you off so much, Evan?
2: You can't say I'm gonna that be you're the in,
0: I'm going to be the interrogative reporter on what is bugging you so much right now. Like, you think you're going to marry the guy or something?
2: We have a special connection, Evan. Don't
0: don't mess. Retweet. Oh, my gosh. Retweet. No. Yeah, he
2: retweeted Retweet. me, so he knows me.
0: He's... He's witnessed that. And it
2: was, like, a picture of me holding, like, a cardboard cutout of his head. So, like, he's laid eyes on me. And Is, is, he's, he, is he married? <laughs> yes, but <laughs> if he... Oh, my gosh. If Gabrielle Union would have seen the way he gave me... Like, he touched me when he gave me those high fives, and when he's playing for the Bulls, like, wow, she probably would have divorced him because... It was real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, like, bathed your eyes, too. You're, like, all high and mighty on this pedestal right now. Yeah. What, what did you do after he, after like, gave you that high five? You guys really want to know? Oh, I already know, but okay. I just want you to say it.
2: So, well, the first time I...
0: <laughs> the
1: first time?
2: Well, I don't know if I told you guys this. You guys don't even want to know this. It's kind of gross, but... No, so go ahead. The, so, he was very sweaty, right? Is it, like, so, is it...
1: Wait, 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 hang on. Here's my question. Is it is it, like, uh... Both situations, they're they're both like PG-13, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. Fine.
2: Okay. So, so the first. I'm, just time <laughs> on <a> double check. <laughs> okay, so the first time, so I got up a high five. We was going back to the locker room at halftime, and his hand was just like drip. My hand was dripping sweat after he touched it. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So what did I do? I licked it. So I licked it, and best what I ever tasted for sure. And then the well, second time. Real. I'll
0: give it to you. I would <laughs> never then... admit something like that.
2: <laughs> and then, yeah, people are going to think I'm nuts on this out. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> well, done. And then the second time, so, like, the second time it was after the game, they had lost, which was really sad. But he was still stand-up man. You know, he came and uh, gave me another high five. And my hand was dripping again, so I, like, held it. I, like, held my hand closed all the way till I got home and washed it into a mason jar. And I have it sitting next to my bed with his face on it.
1: People, people listening are going to think, like, oh, maybe she's a little crazy.
0: Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, you know what? You know dedication what? is dedication. Yeah. That's sports, man. That,
2: uh, like, the mason jar is, like, definitely growing things. Like, it's, like, like a green little thing floating around in there, like, LG. I don't open it, though.
1: It's Dwayne Wade's LG?
2: Yeah, so, you know, I could probably, like, <laughs> send it to a lab and, like, clone him or something.
1: Oh my goodness! I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. Like, like you, you find yourself I'm with sure a no. You, too. you find yourself with a half decent job. I would not be surprised if you put your money towards that. I wouldn't. I believe eventually. it. If I, and if my money I, money towards what? Cloning Dwayne Wade.
2: Oh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I told, I told my dad though. But right before we got here, like, I was like, if Dwayne Wade said like comes back for one more year and says, "This is my like, this is my last year," I would. I might consider taking a year off school just to like follow him in places. Just to, like follow his last, you know, his last year. I wouldn't go to every game. Obviously, there'd be a lot of money, but like I would like work for a couple of weeks and spend a, spend like all my money like, on spend a
0: that, Spend that check?
2: Spend it on like a game in Miami. That is dedication
0: Chicago. to a fan or like, okay, I see it the teams all the time, but you're talking about one player. That's insane. It's He's not even, boy. it's not even like,
1: it's not, she's not a fan of Dwayne Wade. She's not. You're not a fan of him. No, no, no. You're not. You're literally in love with him. I'm
2: in
1: love. There's a difference between being a fan I mean, and being like categorized categorized in, love. No, there, in love. No, there's definitely like there's a chill fan and then there's like a like a love fan.
2: Yeah, and I hate when people say like I'm obsessed. No, it's true love. Okay, it's true love. Not obsession.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Evan, tell me. Follow it up. Tell me your uh, your favorite
1: memory of the year is. You know, th- this Blake Griffin guy, I mean, he he is just so adorable and and I love him with with all that I have. Blake Griffin, he he oh, when he when he came to Detroit, I, I literally I told my dad, I said I said, "Dad, I want to drop out now." I want to drop out now. Shut up. So, really though, college football playoff national championship really game. Not. Alabama Crimson Tide, Georgia Bulldogs. It was a it was a game where you know, Georgia they, they were up 27. 20-7, third quarter. Field goal makes it twenty ten. Another field goal makes it twenty thirteen, And then Tua Tagovailoa shows up to play football. And, and that was after Jalen Hurts got benched. You know, Tua, Tua comes out, throws a touchdown to Kelvin Ridley with just over, over three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Ties the game up at 20, takes it to overtime. Georgia marches down, kicks a 51-yard field goal. And then, man, it, it was just wild, that last play, was it not? Mm-hmm. Dude, at that. Seeing, seeing Tua drop back, you know, in, in, and look, look, hit hit Devonta Smith, 41 yards, touchdown, Alabama wins the national championship, Alabama wins the national championship.
0: And, and the fact that it was Tua blows your mind. That's, that's the thing. Everyone tries to take it away and say, like, oh, who would have actually wanted Alabama to win that game? Because, like. I 100% wanted to see him win that game when it was when, it, when Tua came in. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a phenomenal storyline, like just being a fan of the sport and like watching it.
1: And all, and all and all the hate about Alabama as the as the four getting in, you know, oh they shouldn't have gotten in, they shouldn't have gotten in. Well, it's not really about, in my opinion, it shouldn't really be about records or or you know who's done the best against who it's just who's the better football team. Yeah. And Alabama's a better football team than than most schools almost every year. I
0: think Georgia definitely made an argument this year. They were Georgia was a good team. But and I, and I they, they, got in, and, they and they
1: were in as a 3. Yeah. Like I think that just goes to show you that that, that Alabama is a, is a powerhouse football team year in and year out. Doesn't matter where you put them, they're going to win games. They have they have guys like like a true freshman and in, into attack of Veloa that can come in and light it up. And that that's just Alabama football, plain and simple. That's the way that's the way Nick Saban runs it. But that that's just how it works. And I think it's just a a, a prime definition, a prime example of of just how good Alabama football is. It doesn't matter who's oh, yeah. out there; they're gonna win games. And it never, doesn't matter
0: when people try to take away the stuff from Nick Saban too and say he's not one of the best coaches ever mm-hmm. coached college football. Like. He is. I mean, he still built that program up from where it is. I think he's one of the best of all time. And and I don't personally like the mm-hmm. guy, but it it just is what it is. He's a great coach and I think he's what he's done there is phenomenal. I mean, how much how do you take you, how, it away I mean, from well, somebody?
1: Here's my question for you. How much does a good coach like Nick Saban, which many would argue the best in college football right now. Oh yeah, you'd say that for I, sure. I think he is. I, how, how much of a difference does a coach make for your team? How much of a difference do you think he he would make? Let's say, I, I love John and Bonamago, but let's just say, <laughs> j- just for fun, come on. I get N- Nick, Nick Saban comes to CMU. How much of a difference does that guy well, really make? I mean, obviously they're not going to win a national championship because even if you want to defeat <laughs> you saw it with Western. That just doesn't happen.
0: Well, you got to build a program, too. Yeah. But the other thing is, like, he was at Michigan State and stuff and all that. It mm-hmm. didn't go well there. You do have to have talent. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt you have to be able to get the talent. Now, he went to a place where his system worked with it, and I mean, it's really, mm-hmm. I mean, in football, it's really about a system, man. If you, mm-hmm. especially in college, if you can find a way to make it work in college and stuff like that, you can just become dominant.
1: So it's more about the entirety of the program, the coaching staff, yeah. the history, than really a place a where coach. you can
0: get recruits. You, I yeah. mean, you got to go somewhere where you can get good enough players. Now, I mean, that's like, you can make arguments like, like Michigan State over the past like ten years. They're a team that, or with Mark D'Antonio. He always, I mean, like, he came in definitely still under Michigan in the recruiting trail and everything else, and he completely flipped the script. I mean, not mm-hmm. necessarily where really they're getting better recruits, but he's turned them into better players and, yeah. and made, made better teams while Michigan was in a down air on it. I mean, and he still has Harbaugh's number right now. So mm-hmm. it's like you can do that in a program that doesn't necessarily recruit as well if you just have a good enough system and believe in the players that you get enough. But it's hard to say that, like, Nick Saban could just go anywhere else in the country and just make them, you know, and, and obviously you're talking max school that's a little bit different anyways yeah. but like if he were to go to i don't know just another sec school i don't know if it would work as well for him there or not but still it'd be it's it's, it's interesting to talk about i guess yeah but i think alabama is definitely the place where he's just planted his seed and like made it that good for sure to the point where it's so hard for anybody to revert back and like take it away from him take the throne away mm-hmm. from him in a way but so we got we got my moment we got elena's moment you what, what what's your moment andy my favorite moment, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go one hundred percent homer just because I mean this, this year No, I, that's not a that's not a homer move. It it kind of is. No, I, I no. I got the I got the chance to be able to cover Michigan okay. basketball this year. I see where you're going with it. Um and yeah, like it, it, it was really cool just to be around like it was my first year like media and stuff like that, like a, a bigger setting of it and everything, and it's kinda of the job I wanna do for the rest of my life. So it was really cool getting to know some of those players and actually, like, see them grow up the way they did. But Michigan basketball's run, hands down, was my, my favorite member of the year. I know it's the obvious one, but it's pretty hard to pick against for me. Um, just because one of the days that I actually got lucky enough to have off, because I I I just I took a day off finally um, from covering them during the tournament, was the time that Jordan Poole made the, made the shot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was out with a bunch of my friends and stuff um, at one of our more popular bars up here, and I've never been in a scene where, like, I've seen someone make a shot like that that I actually cared about like that, and it was just it, it was just awesome. It was, mm-hmm. like, one of the coolest sports moments I can ever remember. So the fact that they did that and made a run all the way to the national championship game and just every weekend getting to look forward to another one of those games coming on, that was definitely my favorite memory, um, hands down. And, and Jordan Poole definitely gave my favorite moment of the year at that mm-hmm. shot. Um, just phenomenal to watch those guys do what they did, and I think we can all agree that it was a pretty great run.
1: Yeah, no, that, that, that was a special run and that was something that like you wonder if it's ever going to happen again but with Michigan i mean you saw it in the in the big 10 tournament 2 years ago you saw it in the big 10 tournament this year you see it you know in the in the it's national championship going all the way there
0: it's just yeah and you got it you wonder if it's going to happen again but that's what you thought last year and it did it's to so, me to me growing up and like you know watching michigan athletics it's always been a football school mm-hmm. and everything like that ever since beeline's been there i to me it is unquestionable some people have an argument but it's the best era that Michigan basketball has ever had. I know they haven't quite got the the top crown, but like, it's hard to it's hard to argue more consistency than what mm-hmm. it's been right now. Um, and I would definitely say that just seeing this keep happening is just it's so special to me that definitely my favorite memory of the year.
2: I think it's pretty cool because like everybody still doubts them, like they don't expect them to do anything. You this, know how like Michigan State says like, oh wait till wait till basketball season. It's like. So that's ours
0: now. For sure, for the for the vlog that uh, I write, I write for um, Brendan Quinn came out and talked the other day in the Michigan Man podcast, um, and like hearing him say what he said about like how every now and again you make the tournament with a team that you know probably wasn't supposed to go as far as they did, you get one of those years where you get a breaks with seeds that you play against, and and I I don't want to take anything away from Michigan from what they did. Cause it was it was just a phenomenal run, but you're gonna get the, those games against you know six eight you know they end up playing an eleven mm-hmm. seed in the final four. That's not obvious every year that it's gonna happen like that, but Mission took advantage of it and ran all the way to where they did. And not to say those teams aren't good teams they played against, because they got to where they were. They're good teams, but when you're supposedly a better seed and whatever to take advantage and not get upset and just keep running and running until they ran into the team that was clearly the best team in the NCAA tournament this year, I think I think it's great, great, great storyline. No, so. no, no doubt.
1: So. Get get the three of us, and you get to you get to hear kind of some of our our favorite sports moments. Now, our producer Grant is a guy that that does a lot of stuff behind the scenes for us, and he's a he's someone that really I I would say goes unrecognized at times for all the hard work that he puts in. So,
0: absolutely,
1: Grant, we're gonna bring you on here for for a second, just talk about you know your favorite favorite sports moment. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's been a blast sitting behind that computer all (laughs) (laughs) year. Up
0: here in Moore Hall.
1: Yeah. I would say my favorite is probably uh, Game 5 of the World Series last year. Um, So I I don't remember the last time I watched basketball or baseball before that. And I kept getting notifications about it from, I don't know if it was Bleacher Report or something like that. But I got notifications. I was like, okay, I'm going to turn this on and check it out. And then I think that was in like inning four. So that's when I really started to heat up. Uh, If you guys remember, it was back-to-back to 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 back-to-back, like homers, runs. So uh, that was mine. I don't know. It was kind of a boring year for me. For, but when, I mean, money. whenever
0: something happens like that in baseball, and it's in that high of a stage, it's yeah. like it's definitely like more exciting. So it sets itself apart from a lot of other things. If only baseball could be like that, you know. Every single every game, game you know, yeah, i actually and watch that, it. So, that was mine. Yeah. Definitely, I yeah, I think it's a great pick. I think it's very unique. Yeah. A Lot of love for for Grant coming on.
1: He does a <laughs> does a lot of hard work. He does. He makes this whole thing run. So without him, it's he's our
2: rock. It's
0: impossible. I know he's our rock. For We're sure. just kind of chilling on it. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's our uh, that's our favorite memories. Now we'll, now we'll kind of do our last stud and dud of the year. I mean, I might start tearing up here pretty quick, but I'm, I'm going to try to oh push no. through it, to be honest. Um, it's basically just a pick of our uh, – I mean, it can be a team, player, whatever, um, for our stud and dud of what, you know, who was the greatest this year, who was the worst, absolute worst, just stuff like that. So, Evan, I'll start with you with your stud.
1: So we're going with stud first and then
0: um, yeah, yeah, we'll, working around? Yeah, All right. We'll go with the stud first. Yeah,
1: so – I I gotta give it up to Jake Fromm. All right, true freshman quarterback at Georgia. Didn't win the national championship, but he took him there. And I know, I know, to attack of Aloha, he won it, whatever. But he came, he came in at halftime and finished that, finished that game. Jake Fromm led Georgia to the national championship. He, he was, he was the guy on that team. And and it doesn't mean, and by saying that he's my my stud, it doesn't mean that he had the best stats. Doesn't mean that he threw for the most touchdowns or threw for the least amount of interceptions. But it was just the fact that he was able to come out there 6'2, 225, true freshman, and carry his team. Now they did have running backs and, and all that kind of stuff, don't get me wrong, but you gotta have a quarterback. And he stepped up. He really, he really did. He really did step up. 2,615 yards, 24 touchdowns, yeah. seven interceptions. I mean, I mean, he 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 lit it up. He absolutely. Anytime it's a young it player
0: like that making a, a story like that, I think, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's awesome. I'm I mean, always he, a fan of that. He had a
1: handful of games throwing over, oh, over a 70 percent completion rate. He was throwing dimes left and right. Had a ton of two touchdown passing games. He he, he was on fire, and I, I'm excited to see where his career goes. I think he's just got a ton of upside. A ton of upside. Maybe even more than, than Tua Tagovailoa has, in, in my opinion, to be honest. But I definitely feel more confident in Jake Fromm than I would in Tua just because of the, the playing time and yeah. the reps and all that kind of stuff. He's a good quarterback. He's going to be the real deal.
0: We'll see what happens with Jake. Elena, your stud.
2: All right. So my stud is LeBron James for obvious reasons. He played all 82 games. He's Okay, he's 33 years old. He played all 82 games averaged 27.5 points a game 8.6 rebounds and 9.1 assists that's just insane because this man he's supposed to be going down (laughs) and he's just going up you know he can't stop
0: it's impressive (laughs) to me I, I can't get over it and I think every single time that you know I I look at what he does on a regular basis it just it just blows my mind that someone can still be doing what he does every single day and to make a shot like you did last night, it's just like when is this guy gonna mm-hmm. stop? Like, I mean, it's not even like I dislike it. I love it. I love watching it happen. I like watching winners win. Like, I I am not a hater on that kind of stuff. Yeah. So keep it going for as long as you can. I think I think it's phenomenal. for Sure.
2: And then he goes into the playoffs and he just gets better.
0: Exactly. Like he's literally taking a team right now. It's like, probably his that, worst team. It, oh, I think like, absolutely for sure. And like even th- even worse than that. that Two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think so too. I think so too. It's 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 terrible. It's a bunch of players thrown on a team like honestly besides besides him i mean okay kevin love
2: but he doesn't uh, really do anything all the time like yeah. he's so spotty and oh, not guys. like he used everyone to needs be. to
1: get off
0: this lebron hype train i mean honestly he's been how great can you this not year be honest? I, it's just it's just cuz it's great, because, it's because but... it's come so common that no one appreciates it
2: yeah exactly you're going to miss him when he's gone you need to <laughs> appreciate greatness think how right that was now about your
0: generation you grew up and watched like that that's like you need to feel NBA. lucky i think it's you need i think it's about cool I think it's definitely pretty cool. <laughs> Mine for the year, personally, I'm going to go back to baseball. Uh, it definitely touches my heart because, you know, in the middle of the summer or near the end of the summer, when Justin Verlander finally left Detroit, you know, I was I was hurt. You know, there's not a lot of things in sports that really hurt me that much anymore, especially when I started getting into this reporting stuff and everything like that. It kind of almost takes my emotions away from the game a little bit. It's more just about my job and, like, kind of wa- I kind of watch sports now more from that standpoint, just thinking about more the the statistics and analytics of it. When Justin Verlander got traded, that legit was like it hit my childhood and just blew it up. And, I like, I wanted to watch him retire in Detroit so bad, but I completely understand um, why he left and did what he did. And to see him go pitch through the playoffs like he did and go out and get a World Series um, definitely makes him my stud. Uh, doing that for the city of Houston, which was also having a little bit of turmoil at the time, um, he was all about it, completely A-plus guy like he always has been. So it's hard for me to pick against Justin Verlander. Um, against any other athlete, and I think that what he did this year was absolutely phenomenal. JV, definitely my stud for the year. It's a
2: good
0: one. Yeah, I, I really, I, I can't think of anything else that ma- that made me happier than watching him actually get that that World Series That's crown. Awesome, so yeah. I, I think I think it was pretty great. I got Yeah, exactly. Gonna... It's just like you know, I just I, I thought back to all the times you know in 2012, 06, whatever it was. They were so close, and and he struggled a lot in the playoffs, the Tigers and stuff like that. So. To see him come out and finally have a pretty good pretty good session in the playoffs and everything and go out and get the World Series, was, it was great. Just to watch the story. So, Evan, your dud for the dud for the year? Picking a dud's is always hard. You don't want to be too harsh on somebody. Right, right. Unless it's D-Wade
1: or LeBron. But, man, my dude Jose Bautista. <laughs> you remember that home run he hit?
2: I do. In the Bat playoffs?
1: Flip. Oh. Bat flip home run.
0: Actually Ooh, yes.
2: Yeah. I do. That was good, That
1: man was so good. He was so good. He was good. And then, you know, that last season. It's two oh three. Come on now. Two oh three. Twenty three home runs, sixty five RBIs. It's not now that's now that's not awful. Don't get me wrong. He played almost every day. Played almost every game. <laughs> wasn't injured. But two oh three is, is is pretty darn bad. Never really was able to to find it after that. And just kind of crazy to look at a guy who was so good for so long, you know, smashing home runs. He he Now, no, his batting average was never that good. No, but
0: he's just always a face of, like, the MLB there for a while. Oh, honestly. yeah. Oh, yeah, he like was. Like, when he thought of power hitters, Jose Batista mm-hmm. was up there.
2: He followed me on Twitter. <laughs>
1: I think
0: he has like a, tons yeah. of followers. He, does. he followed. He followed me.
2: I saw cool though. Okay. I, I think everybody. Did it was like, what?
0: Oh, this dude in the MLB yeah. followed me. Like I was, I, I was thrown off for sure the first time I saw it. I mean, I it's, was shit. I was probably like, 15 14 yeah, years it was old. Yeah, that's cool.
1: <laughs> no, it's just kind of weird though. Like he he struggled so much there in twenty seventeen. Now, now he's in the minors yeah, with yeah, Atlanta. Got that's picked absolutely up. Absolutely stunning to me. You know, Triple Triple A right now through through six through six games. With the with the miners. I mean in the minors with Atlanta, he's he's batting one ninety, hasn't hit a home run, (laughs) doesn't have an RBI. I
0: I mean mean, maybe twenty one
1: at bats and you can't even
0: When somebody figures you out and you're just a power hitter, I mean that's what happened. Like Gary Sheffield at the end of his career is one guy I can think of specifically. Like But he 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 didn't he didn't
1: fall off this bad. No,
0: not this. I mean, this is awful. But like it happens like to where you're just like, Man, I can't even I can't catch up with what's going on. People know me too well. If you got no other way of hitting besides Connected in out yeah. of the ballpark sometimes it's tough to rebound it's, from and it's that just might kinda, be the way it is for Jose it's, it's weird
1: just, it's weird for him because people don't really remember that like he, he played with teams before he went to, to the Blue Jays I mean he was with the, the Pittsburgh Pirates Kansas City Royals it's weird Tampa Bay out. Devil Rays Baltimore Orioles before that but he did he did have his uh, his years you know 2010 finished 4th in MVP voting 2011 you know that was that was 3rd in MVP voting. You even go back to 2015, eighth in MVP voting. He was there. He was the guy. Yeah. And it was just, it's just the fall
0: off, man. It, it happens. For sure. It's just a dud. I agree. That's, that's a great dud. It's a great pick. Elena.
2: My dud is gonna be the Pistons, just because another year, same story. But I mean, they added Blake Griffin, and I, when they did that, I didn't really know how it was gonna end up. But when you bring in somebody like Blake Griffin, that's like never really kind of amounted to anything. Mm -hmm. And, like, he punches assistant coach or whatever. And, like, I don't know, he's just injury-prone, kind of got an attitude. I don't know. I didn't know where it was going to go. But, I mean, maybe. We'll see next year. But this year, Pistons are my dad.
0: Yeah, I already kind of hinted to it a little bit earlier. It's just, like, that That was an absolute terrible season from them. Like, they, they were definitely a team that was expected to do a lot better than they did. And I think the Blake Griffin move was literally just to try to, like, Stan McGundy was, like, I'm trying to do anything I can to get in the playoffs right now so I can pretty much for sure save my job. Trying to get a little just,
2: Hollywood in there. Yeah,
0: and I just don't think it went that way. And I, I Honestly, I liked their team more before they made that trade. So I, I don't know. I think that it's going to be tough to rebound from. I think they should have waited it out and tried to see what the team could do next year and it's completely healthy with Reggie Jackson with still Tobias and stuff. But we'll see. I mean, contracts would have happened too, so who knows what could happen. But it's going to be interesting to see if they can rebound from such a bad year. Um, and th- this team, I'll also have a very, uh, very interesting see if they can rebound mm-hmm. as well. Um, my dud for the year is the Dallas Cowboys um, because, okay. literally, you look at uh, everything they did. Um, the NFL, like with the whole Zeke thing and coming back and then not and then not being allowed to play and then coming back, that was just annoying. The NFL handed that terrible, and I think that that's a dud for me. The fact that Zeke wouldn't just accept this punishment, I get it. You want to play, but man, you gotta feel like such a. It was back. a distraction
1: too. Exactly. For the team. So it's
0: like that might have thrown them off in a way. And from there, it's like literally what the team was can only be good if Zeke Elliott's in the mm. in the lineup because they didn't make the playoffs. They ended up having a good season, and it's it's to me it's just kind of it was just kind of a complete bust. And the whole thing with Zeke was just so distracting. Dak wasn't as good as you know he had a, a, kind of a sophomore slump away. Had some good games, but at the end of the day, it's pretty pretty distracting. And now Dez Bryant's gone uh, did didn't come back to the team. Just kind of fell apart in Dallas when you kind of finally started to think that, quote unquote, America's team was going to be back to being maybe a powerhouse in the NFL. They kind of flopped, and it'll be interesting to see this year, to me, if they can rebound. But that'll do it for us for the year. Um, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. It's, it's been great, man. It has been it's great. It's been a fun year. And in total downloads, I'm pretty sure that we were the top. Grant, am I correct on that? Yep. Okay. So I, I just want to thank you guys for, for listening to us, so... It, it, I really, I really appreciate it and, and keeping us up there. It's been a couple of years in a row with that now, so glad to see that people are loving the sports, even if my opinions suck half the time. So <laughs> definitely, definitely love it and uh, very thankful for you guys listening and definitely look out for us again next year. I think we're all returning, so oh yeah, should I'm be back. yeah for sure. It should be the I'm same, the same, same crew. So for Elena and Evan, I'm Andy, and we'll talk at you guys next year. See you. See you later.